second person I want to introduce you to is in John chapter 4 and verse 7 to 26. Jesus saves an adulterer, a Samaritan woman. Jesus saves a religious man, Nicodemus. Now Jesus saves the woman at the well. And he says to her, give me a drink of water. And she says, how is it that a Jew is asking me for a drink of water? And Jesus says, if you knew the water that I could give, you would ask and you would never thirst again. And she says, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. And Jesus says to her, go call your husband. She says, I don't have a husband. He said, you've said correctly because the man you're now living with is not your husband. So then she's an adulterer. He challenged her. Think, reason this out. I'm offering you water, spiritual water. Start your thinking. Hey, this is more than just a casual meeting. He wants something from me and he's offering to give me something. What is this? You must be a prophet because he knows her condition, her situation. He had spoken a word of knowledge to her. She perceives he's a prophet. He's a prophet, all right, but much, much, much more than that. He's been digging in her backyard. He made her realize that he knew more about her than he could learn from just looking at her. And Jesus said to her, believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father because she turns to religion. And isn't that just like people when they are full of sin and you start talking to them about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, they start throwing off on a church somewhere. You know what that church did to me. You know what them church people over there believe. You know this one believes this and this one believes that. Jesus wasn't deterred one little bit. He kept the focus on her the whole time through because he wanted to save her. Just like he wanted to save Nicodemus. Do you realize that Jesus wants to save people in spite of themselves so very often? And she said, well, I know the Messiah is coming. He said, lady, you're looking at him. I am him. And she became a follower. The third one I want to introduce you to is found again in John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And this is a fornicator. Now there's a difference between an adulterer and a fornicator. This is a fornicator. The Bible says that they said to Jesus that they had caught her in the very, this is their words, we caught her in the very act of adultery. Well, that would mean that she was either married or the one she was having the affair with was married. If they were both single, it would be fornication. So I'm kind of perplexed here. Who was she caught with and where was he? They called it adultery. They let the adulteress go and they brought her for judgment and they stood her in the midst. Their point was to try to trap Jesus. Notice that Jesus doesn't even address her one single question. He talks to them. He talks to her accusers. And once he has dispensed with them, he turns to her and he says, Woman, where are those that accuse you? And I don't know if she hadn't been looking down or hadn't been cognizant of what was going on around her, hadn't been aware, hadn't been even looking that people were slowly, you know, leaving. I just wonder sometimes if she didn't suddenly at that question look around herself and see that there was no one left there but her and Jesus. Now, in one sense, that's a good thing because the accusers are gone. But in another sense, you are looking into the face of the Son of God from whom you can hide no sin. That can be a little unsettling. Nothing between you and Him. How will He deal with me? I mean, I have no defense. No excuse. All the evidence is true. I was caught in the very act. I have no defense. No excuse. What will Jesus do? 
I'll tell you what Jesus will do. He will forgive. He will forgive and he will cleanse. And he says to this woman, neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. Don't go back to that life. And that's what we need to remember. When this wonderful Savior has taken us and cleansed us and and made us whole and given us eternal life, we need to shun that old life. We need to stay away from those old haunts and that old crowd that drags us down into that pit of sin. We need to find that new place where there are people who are pursuing God and we need to fellowship with them and we need to seek after God and we need to be a witness to those that we just came out from. Not join with them and be one of them, but be a witness to them. Jesus so far has saved a religious person. He saved an an adulterer and a fornicator. This is my Jesus. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. He can save anybody. Look at yourself. Were you a fornicator? Were you an adulterer? Were you a religious person? He saved you. You now have a personal relationship with him. He means more to you than anything. You can do without a lot of stuff, but you can't do without Jesus, can you? You can go through a lot of hard times, but you can't go through them without Jesus, can you? You got Jesus. You can face anything. You can endure anything. You can go through anything. Why? Because he's just that awesome. He's just that great. He's just that reassuring. He's just that powerful. He's just Jesus through and through. 